Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Sal Vetri Show. The DFS clip you're about to hear originally aired on my YouTube channel. And before we get into it, you can leave a five-star review. If you can subscribe, download to the podcast, like and share, whatever you have to do, I greatly appreciate that. Helps the podcast out a lot. Helps us reach more people. What I would hope is this beneficial content. So welcome and enjoy. Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the channel. It is currently 6.15 a.m. East Coast time. It is Sunday, November 16th, a day before my sister's birthday. Now that I say that out loud, pat on the back, I remember that one. But I hope you all are enjoying the start to your weekend. No, it's Saturday, actually, November 16th. I think I said Sunday, but I hope you all start enjoying the start to your weekend, not the end. I don't want to rip it away from you that fast. But, yep, hopefully you all had a good night in the NBA last night. I personally had a really good night up until D'Angelo Russell got hurt and the night for him and really just sinks a lot of the upside in some of my bigger lineups and pushes me out of cash lines and a lot of other spots. So could have been a much better night. Hopefully all you had better luck last night, did not have the Brogdon or uh, D'Angelo Russell shares. But we have a seven-game slate. There's eight games today, but one's at 6 p.m., so a couple of the sites aren't including it. Fantasy Draft and DraftKings are not. So you have a seven-game slate that we'll talk about here on the podcast and on the YouTube channel. Before we get into it, welcome to the channel on the podcast. If you are new here, my name is Sal Vetri, and I do indeed cover daily fantasy sports in the NFL, NBA, WNBA, and the MLB streets. We have NFL content going out every single day on the channel and or on the uh, Patreon. Today on the Patreon, I'll have an, an exclusive live stream for an hour at 10 a.m., which you can catch the replay, Cash Game Tears, tomorrow Closing Thoughts podcast. Tomorrow live on YouTube at 11 a.m. is the NFL a live um, show that you can just ask any Q&A for an hour up until pretty much lock an hour before lock is when I have to get all my stuff situated. But we're going to talk NBA today. I do have projections linked up down below on Patreon where that exclusive content lives of mine. You can check it out. On Instagram, I drop tidbits every couple of days, maybe once, twice a week about some free things that are opening up on Patreon for the day, for the hour, for the weekend, only for my Instagram followers. I'll drop it on a story or in a post. So be sure to follow me over on Instagram linked up in the description down below. Salvetri is the name. Not my father, follow me. It could be a little weird for you. You know, you see a lot of good food pictures, but not sure if you're into that sort of thing. And then um, on Twitter, at DFS. And lastly, Fantasy Draft. You should be playing over on Fantasy Draft. They are revolutionizing the way you play DFS because when you track your bankroll, and you should be tracking your bankroll, even if you're only playing with $10, take the extra time to write it down on a piece of paper if you're not going to use Excel um, and track your bankroll so you visually see what you're winning and losing so you can actually become a more um, disciplined uh, DFS player. People say all the time, ah, I want to I learn how to build my bankroll. Well, first you should be tracking it. How much are you winning? How much are you losing, right? These are things that are really important. If you track that and you play on Fantasy Draft, you will see without a doubt that you're going to lose less when you lose or win, and you're going to win more when you win because they're not taking as much out of the prize pool. They're taking $0 out of the prize pool in these contests, zero rake. You pay a subscription fee at most 1% to 2%. Some are 0% if you're not a heavy player and you only play $100 a month. So be sure to check it out. There's a link down below in the description. If you click that link, it lets them know that you came from my YouTube channel. It does not take any of your money from them and gives it to me. It just lets them know that you came from my YouTube channel, which does help me out in the long run for promotions on this channel and podcasts and really allows me to keep doing this content for free on YouTube. So be sure to check out Fantasy Draft. I would not be um, touting them, if you will, if I did not actually believe in their service uh, and think it was beneficial for the following. So with that said, let's get into this video. Hit the subscribe button before we actually get started and hit the five-star rate and review on the podcast. And some three people will be announced for a Fantasy Draft winning today. If you leave your Fantasy Draft handle in there, say something nice about this podcast and or YouTube video. So thank you so much. Let's get into it. A lot of injuries for the seven-game slate. Tons of injuries. Like a lot of th- things are going to switch, but I want to baseline you for the morning. 
OG Ananobi is going to be probable. He has missed a couple games now. So the guys like Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, Norman Powell, Chris Bouchard, these players are, are not going to be um, some other players off the bench, Terrace Mann. These guys are not going to be nearly as much effective in this game. You still have RHJ, Norman Powell without a doubt, and Chris Bouchard picking up minutes, especially Powell probably still um, potentially starting or just playing 30 plus minutes off the bench. But OG Ananobi is back and his price point has sunk to 4,800 with still no Serge Ibaka and or Kyle Lowry. So you're going to get big minutes out of OG, probably 32 to 35 minutes. He's probable. Uh, going to San Antonio, you have DeJounte Murray, who played last night. He's resting tonight. That's going to help Derek White, who's very cheap in the 4K range, starting. Patty Mills, who's very cheap in the 3K range, backing him up as a primary backup. Bryn Forbes, playing at the 2, will probably have more production. DeMar DeRozan, this whole entire team, when you take a high-usage player like DeJounte Murray with a 25% usage rate, averaging about 23 minutes per game off the court, it's going to help. I think directly it'll help Derek White and Patty Mills the most. In New York, Alfred Payton continues to miss with a hamstring injury. We saw Dennis Smith Jr. play 30 minutes in the last game. Well, he played 30 minutes, scored 32 fantasy points, and now he's priced up to 5K. So really difficult to want to get right back to that one, even in a positive matchup against Charlotte. R.J. Barrett and Frank Nielakina will also be affected. Taj Gibson is probable. With, uh, well, he's probable. Nothing's really wrong here, but they've announced that he's already going to be starting once again. 4,300 on DraftKings, 8,200 on Fantasy Draft, starting over Bobby Portis and Mitchell Robinson. Uh, something to at least keep an eye on, although they're going to rotate through three centers with Mitchell Robinson healthy now, and they're also going to give Bobby Portis center minutes, so it's really difficult to want to pin down Taj Gibson as a play today, but if you get 25 minutes out of him at 4,300, it does seem interesting. Brandon Ingram is going to be returning today. He's probable with a knee injury. It's going to hurt Drew Holiday's overall upside, Kendrick Williams' um, upside, uh, Derek Favors, and each one more. All these players who have been getting big run off the bench and or just due to some of these injuries, their usage rates are going up. Brandon Ingram and his 29.5% usage rate and his 32.1 minutes per game are going to re-enter the rotation here and wait for it. He's only $6,900. This guy, the last time he actually suited up to play, was an $8,000 player, 12800 on Fantasy Draft. Uh, yeah, there's going to be major interest there. Lonzo Ball is questionable with a seductor injury. If he's back, it will push Drew Holiday to the two, which will push Kendrick Williams out of the starting rotation and make him pretty much irrelevant at his current price tag. Um, so there's a lot of impacts here. It would make Drew Holiday less of a, a point guard, um, less um, just drives and domination on his usage and his, his overall production, less assist percentage will go down. Frank Jackson will become pointless. So keep an eye on this. New Orleans um, is where a bunch of the injuries are. There's five injury designations. So Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball. Josh Hart remains out, which will continue to help guys like Etwan Moore, J.J. Redick, if he is in, because he's questionable. It'll help Kendrick Williams. Jelly Okafor at 3,600 on DraftKings is questionable with an ankle injury. If he's out, give it all right back to Derek Favors at a fair price point of 6,200. Jelly Okafor, 20.4% usage rate and averaging 18 minutes off the bench and some starting rotation spots so far when Favors was out this year. And the fifth and final injury currently in New Orleans against Miami today is $4,900 on DraftKings, $9,600 on Fantasy Draft. J.J. Redick questionable with a toe injury. Look, if J.J. Redick's out, um, you have Josh Hart and Redick still out, so it's going to definitely help Frank Jackson, Etwan Moore, Kendrick Williams, all these guys off the bench. So keep an eye on all this. There's currently um, one player listed out in Josh Hart and three questionable with Lonzo Ball, Julio Okafor, and J.J. Redick. Brandon Ingram is probable, so keep an eye on everything. Um, you're, you're getting a very cheap Brandon Ingram, by the way. Miami Justice Winslow continues to miss with a concussion. Seems like a very serious concussion. Um, I feel for him. Had a concussion that lasted 13 months before, and it was the worst thing ever, so hopefully it's nowhere near that, but it's been about a month so far for him. Kendrick Nunn, Tyler Hero, Goran Dragic, Gaylor Point Guards, and then Duncan Robinson, another small forward. We'll see increase of minutes. Guys like um, Jimmy Butler obviously sees an increase in minutes in production as well, but those are the direct impacts. The Kendrick Nuns will start at the point guard. Hero will directly back him up and get more run because of that. And Duncan Robinson might continue to start as well. 
Derek Jones Jr. continues to miss with this hip injury, which is now the third time he's re-aggravated the same injury when returning to a game, immediately re-aggravating it. Kelly Olenek, Myers Leonard, and Duncan Robinson will be the main benefactors of this injury, and Derek Jones being out. Uh, in the Clippers, uh, you have with the Los Angeles Clippers, you have Kawhi Leonard with questionable with his knee injury. Paul George, Lou Williams, Montrezl Harrell will see the biggest upside. You have Pat Beverly, questionable with a calf. You'll have Rodney Magruder and Lou Williams see upside here. Magruder played 30-plus minutes and, and had a really good game the last time out. He's still in the 3K range. I don't know if I sh- uh, chase it because he had a very nice shooting night. But if indeed Pat Bev is out, they don't really have that many ball handlers. They have Lou Williams. And then, yeah, I mean, Paul George can handle the rock, of course. But they have Lou Williams and really Ronnie Magruder as like viable ones and twos on this team behind Pat Beverly. Jeremy Lamb and Malcolm Brogdon for Indiana. Uh, the Pacers, Jeremy Lamb is going to continue to miss with an ankle injury. And Malcolm Brogdon is doubtful. He Well, uh, he's uncertain, but I put him, that means questionable, I guess, but I put him as doubtful because he injured his back last night and left the game. And I'm sure he burnt a lot of people's money, but I'm just not too confident that he's going to be just re- be returning. Um, you had Justin Holiday start the second half for Malcolm Brogdon, but the sh- traditional point guard on this team that I would imagine starts the game for Malcolm Brogdon would be TJ McConnell. You see TJ Warren would get a bump in Aaron, Aaron Holiday as well. And then overall, Demondis Sabonis, the entire offense would have to run through him because you already have Miles Turner, Jeremy Lamb, and you, then you would have Malcolm Brogdon out. The top three scores outside of Demondis Sabonis on this team. Um, so, yeah, this would be a huge bump for him. Russell Westbrook, he was questionable with rest yesterday they said he was going to rest one of these games he's resting today obviously it helps James Harden obviously it helps guys who are going to fill directly in for him like Austin Rivers Ben McLemore will see a bigger um, minutes and usage spike and then PJ Tucker should also see a pretty big bump here in terms of his rebounding, he played a lot of minutes at the 5 last night. Check, keep an eye on Clint Capella's status. Nothing official yet, but he missed last night with a concussion. So I don't know if they would push him right back out there a day later with the concussion. So he's questionable. I think he leans doubtful, but keep an eye on this. Tyson Chandler played 25 minutes in place of him yesterday and was just abysmal. He was terrible. Now he has to go up against Carl Anthony Towns. Honestly, Tyson Chandler going right back to him isn't the worst of ideas because with Russell Westbrook out, it should lead to more rebound chances, but I think I'd rather chase P.J. Tucker, to be honest with you. P.J. Tucker saw a decent amount of minutes, <clears throat> around 10, uh, I believe it was. I'll go back and check Popcorn Machine to be sure, but he saw a decent amount of minutes at the 5 last night, and he had a terrible start, and the guy still finishes with around 30 fantasy points after having just a 3-point fantasy um, first quarter, so... P.J. Tucker's rebounding rates, he had double-digit rebounds last night. Those should continue to stabilize and increase with no Russell Westbrook or Clint Capella on the floor. If Clint Capella definitely misses, I like P.J. Tucker. Tyson Chandler becomes a fine play to it if he's going to see 25 minutes again and no Russell Westbrook. Um, There can be upside there. And then lastly for Houston, Daniel House Jr., questionable with a back injury, um, helps Ben McLemore, who played 33 minutes and shot really well. I mean, he shot like 11 threes last night. Well, he didn't even shoot well. He just had a lot of volume. 11 threes, he made four of them, so he ended up having a good night. Austin Rivers had a fine night for his price point, and then P.J. Tucker, again, would get impacted. And for Atlanta, Evan Turner has not played this year. He's questionable with Achilles. Would probably hurt DeAndre Hunter's and Cam Reddish's overall minutes. Hunter playing close to like 40 minutes per game right now. Vince Carter out with personal issues once again is going to help Jabari Parker stabilize into the mid-30s in minutes. So with that said, let's move over to the target offense sheet. I know I threw a lot out there at once. Also, if you're watching the YouTube version, I've been toying around with new layouts for these videos. Um, let me know what you think of this one compared to the other ones in the videos. This one is a new, trying to be a little bit more crisp um, layout. Let me know in the comments. What do you think about it? Do you like it? Do you hate it? Um, it's not officially set in stone, but I spent some time on it yesterday, and I just want it to be simple, slick, um, and, and appealing. Simple, slick, and sexy. There you go. The three S's for Salvetri. Okay. Regardless. Target offense sheet. Um We'll highlight some of the things here. We're still waiting on the total for Minnesota and Houston. You have Indiana and Milwaukee. We really have to see what Malcolm Brogdon's status is here. It's a really difficult matchup, but a 110.75 team total for Indianapolis is still a fine total without no Miles Turner, Jeremy Lamb, and potentially Malcolm Brogdon. It's hard not to like the Sabonis, who 
he's still in the 8K range, and he's in the mid-8K range, and that does seem expensive. But if he's the only player on his team, and this team is projected to score 110 points, I'd be damn near shocked if he doesn't put up a 45-plus point fantasy day here. Um, And that seems like a median projection for him based on his overall usage and point-per-minute production. Um, he'll probably start at the four and not the five, which is fine. I'd rather have him at the five, of course, but we'll see what Goga's status looks like. Um, Goga last night didn't play a ton of minutes. You had TJ Leaf getting a lot of minutes and actually being productive, so we'll keep an eye on all this. I also really like TJ Warren. Either way, I like TJ Warren tonight, but if Malcolm Brogdon's out, I think TJ Warren becomes a priority here. On this slate, only one team, and that's Houston, gives up more fantasy points to the small forward position. Again, that's a little bit skewed with a uh, small data sample, but this is updated as of today. So a nice spot for TJ Warren and what right now projects out to be the second highest paced game on the slate. And that's a big reason why is because Milwaukee with a 109.1 possessions per game is second on the slate only behind New Orleans. So very fast paced team bumps up the Indiana Pacers slower pace. It's just going to be a track meet for the Pacers, which they usually don't get. And I think even if you have Brogdon in, if he's healthy and ready to go, which I don't think it's going to happen, I like him. Otherwise, I prioritize this as TJ Warren, then Sabonis. On the Milwaukee side, I really don't want to get to Giannis today. Um, And I say that with a grain of salt because if a lot of value opens up, then yeah, sure, get to Giannis. But it's really hard to recommend getting to Giannis if you're going to pay $12,000 over getting to $12,200 James Harden with no Russell Westbrook, right? And no Clint Capella, probably so. Um, James Harden just seems like a, a shoe-in for a 70-point performance, if not an 80-point performance, when his two other top scores, like, you remember last year when there was no Chris Paul or Clint Capella, what James Harden was doing? He was priced at $13,500 at one point, and he was still dropping 85 to 90 points. Unreal. Now you're going to tell me he's going to be going up against Minnesota guards and Jeff Teague, and the only, like, the, the real sore spot on this defense for Minnesota is their two-guard defending, and then Jeff Teague is, is pretty stable, but nowhere near, like, nobody's stopping James Harden, let alone Jeff Teague, in terms of getting to the basket, so... Man, it's really hard to ignore James Harden today if indeed we get news that Clint Capella is ruled out. Um, it's going to be a spot similar to last year. And then you also have, ready, ready, no Daniel House, no Eric Gordon. Like the top four producers outside of James Harden, well, four of the top five, you have PJ Tucker still there kind of as a producer, but those top four out of like their six producers aren't on the court tonight. The only ones that are, are James Harden and PJ Tucker. Yeah, I could be really confident that um, Harden's going to have close to like a 45-50% usage rate tonight, if not higher, and he's just going to score 70 fantasy points at a low end. Um, James Harden is one of the priorities on this slate, without a doubt. On the opposite side, uh, you had Carl Anthony Towns having a good night last night, and even in a good night for what Robert Covington, like if you woke up this morning and you didn't look at it, you would be very heartbroken to see that last night Carl Anthony Towns, Robert Covington, and Jeff Teague were all going off. They all hit value, of course. They were playing very well, and they checked out with four minutes and 44 seconds left because the game was a blowout. You would have probably gotten, if you had, I had all three of them in my main lineup. If you would have had all three of them in your main lineup, you're probably looking at a minimum of another 15 fantasy points out of those three players who were going to close out the game with five minutes left if it did not turn into a blowout. Um, The Wizards went on like a crazy double digit to nothing run uh, with midway through the fourth and it just blew out. You probably get another five points from each of them at a minimum. So very heartbreaking there. So if you see the lower minutes and the, the reason of saying telling you that is if you see the lower minutes for those guys, just know they didn't play the final four and a half minutes of the game because of that. Also on the other side of that game in Washington last night, Thomas Bryant gets in foul trouble, never returns to the game because of a blowout, only ends up with 23 minutes when he was on track to play about 34. So also sad. Um, New York and Charlotte, nothing really stands out here. I mean, Taj Gibson starting at the five stands out a little bit, but uh, I think he's in the early interest, but I'm probably going to take him out um, just because there's so many other ways that you can go at center. And really, for the most part, he's not that much of a value anymore when you have Mitchell Robinson and Bobby Portis coming out from behind him. Uh, New York, the thing that does stand out is that, yes, Dennis Smith Jr. is priced up, so I'm not going to have any interest. But R.J. Barrett, his matchup against Charlotte here, 
Um, it's going to be a little bit skewed. Charlotte gives up the most points on the slate to the shooting guard position where RJ Barrett will be. But as of late, they've been starting Devontae Graham at the one and pushing Terry Rozier to the two. So even though you're looking at this target offense sheet and saying, ooh, shooting guard for the Knicks is in a good spot, that's RJ Barrett. I like his price point. It's way down. So I actually do have interest in him. But keep in mind, this is going to be skewed because it's not yet taking into account the one or two games now that Rozier has been playing at the two instead of Dwayne Bacon starting at the two because Devontae Graham has now entered the starting lineup. So it's a much tougher matchup against Terry Rozier, who is a very solid defender. Moving to Miami and New Orleans, I really can't recommend much here until we know the injury news. All I know is that Brandon Ingram is in, and he's $6,900 with a damn near 30% usage rate on the season. A little bit skewed because Drew Holiday missed some games. Um, But yeah, it's just as good of a spot as you're going to find for him at his price tag. Um, It's against Miami. Once you get down to the bigs, the centers against Bam and um, just power forwards, it's a tougher spot. So you're probably going to get uh, Brandon Ingram starting back at the four once again. But keep an eye on it because you already have Josh Hart out. If you get Lonzo Ball out, Brandon Ingram moves to the three, which I usually don't like players starting at the three. But in this matchup, give me Brandon Ingram at the three because I just think he has a much easier time getting peripherals and just getting a shot open than if he does starting at the four. If Lonzo Ball is out, they're going to start Drew Holiday at the one. Brandon Ingram at the three. It falls in. He obviously starts at the one at the point. Drew Holiday at the two and Brandon Ingram at the four. Um, And that's not the greatest of situations because then you probably get J.J. Redick at the three if he starts and whatever it might be. So Ingram at his price point is very nice. I think you can go back um, to some of these other players on this team like Derek Favors. Ingram and Derek Favors are the ones that stand at the most. Very, very difficult matchup. One of the toughest on the slate, if not the toughest on the slate, I would argue, for Derek Favors in this spot. But he's still priced at 6,200. And if you get no Julia Local four, I think you get stable minutes there. He's not a priority, though. Brandon Ingram would be my priority on this team. Drew Holiday's price point is up to a spot, and his matchup is up to a spot where I really just don't probably get to him here since Brandon Ingram is returning and potentially Lonzo's returning. On the opposite side of this, yeah, it's a field day for anybody on Miami. Give me Bam Adebayo at 7,500, who has the best matchup on the slate against New Orleans. I'll take that. Give me Jimmy Butler at 7,600, who has a really good matchup. Give me that. It's $5,800 Kendrick Nunn. He's probably going to see like 32 minutes at the point guard position tonight. It's hard to really want to get behind that. Um, 5,800 seems like a price point where he's just priced fairly. Like if he gets your 30 fantasy points, that's like a really good game from Kendrick Nunn. And he's just pretty much hitting value. Like it's not a ceiling. So I think he's in play, probably more of a cash play, but I think there's just better value. Like I think he's a player that you're paying the right price for when you don't have to do that on this slate for all the other players. So Jimmy Butler and Bam seem like priorities on this slate to me. You can get to the other players. I mean, they have a 119 team total, which is the second highest on the slate right now. They're eight-point favorites with the, the fastest-paced game on the slate because both New Orleans and Miami play above average and are top 10 in league pace this year. So get to pieces of this game. I prioritize this whole game probably as um, one, Brandon Ingram, two, Bam Adebayo, three, Jimmy Butler, four, Derek Favors. And then depending on what the injuries look like for New Orleans, it can open up some other players or not. So... Moving over to Dallas and Toronto, nice team total here for each of these teams. Dallas 111.25, Toronto 107.75. Forever Van Vliet is the play in this game. He's still 7,100. Have you looked at this man's minutes? He's averaging 38.5 minutes per game, and he's been playing 40 as of late. So, yeah, give me 40 minutes of Fred Van Vliet against Dallas today at $7,100. The price tag hasn't moved. He's been $7,100 for three straight games now, and he smashed value the last time out. So, yeah, I'll take Fred Van Vliet. He is the priority from this game. You're going to have Pascal Siakam in a tougher matchup down low against Christoph Porzingis. But again, it's really just Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, and OG. And an OB at 4,800 is a very interesting play. Um, I do like OG. He continues to play huge minutes, 35, 36 a game, and very good point production, um, point per minute production this year as he's second-year player. Now actually, well, I was going to say now actually healthy, but coming off of an eye injury, we'll see if he's healthy. But last year, he had just so many ailments and injuries. So from this entire game, Pascal's or, or Kyle, I keep saying the wrong names, but Fred Van Vliet is my favorite play, even more so than Luca. Obviously, I think Luca scores more pure points than him, but Luca's also $3,200 more expensive. So 
In this order from this Toronto game, I like Fred VanVleet as of right now in the morning. Fred VanVleet, Luka Dantich, Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi. San Antonio and Portland, you're going to have a 114 um, implied total for San Antonio, 112.5 for Portland. You're not going to have, I don't believe yet, uh, I think they said Tuesdays when Carmelo Anthony will be coming back, so that's pretty cool. I'd like to see Carmelo Anthony fills a void that they need. They have no power forward depth because Zach Collins got hurt. They have really no center depth because of all the injuries with Nurchich and Pau Gasol and Skyle's been banged up and Hassan Whiteside's been banged up. Speaking of Hassan Whiteside, um, this is a really tough matchup for both sides, uh, especially at the bigs. You have an underpriced Lamarcus Aldridge still, or maybe a fairly priced based on his rates, but the big news here is there's no DeJounte Murray in a positive matchup. Um, the, the play from this game seems to be Derek White at 4,500, a 114 team total, one and a half point favorites, and a nice pace, the third highest pace in the slate at 105.3 possessions per team. Derek White seems to be the play here. Starting point guards have done very well. The third most or fourth most points on the slate and top six in the league is terms of how many points given up to the point guard position in Portland this season. So I do like Derek White here. I do think you get a overall usage bump for DeMar DeRozan, but I think he's still priced fairly, so I don't want to get there. I think I prefer Derek White than LaMarcus Aldridge from San Antonio. Portland side of the ball, uh, yeah, you have a very cheap Damian Lillard into the 8K range. That's appealing. $6,500 for um, CJ McCollum, I think it's fair, but I don't I don't prioritize it. And then Hassan Whiteside in a difficult matchup is still 6400 And when Whiteside plays 28-plus minutes, he usually smashes his price point in the 6K range. He should be a 7K player, but for some reason he's not. So I prioritize the Portland side of this as 1 Hassan Whiteside, 2 Damian Lillard, 3 CJ McCollum. I know Rodney Hood scored 30 fantasy points the last time out, but we all know that that's not consistent, and we all know that Rodney Hood's now, he's priced up to 4600 uh, Maybe you didn't know that, but I don't want to pay $4,600 for a ceiling out of Rodney Hood, or, or like he's not going to score 25 plus more times than not, um, and now you have to pay for that. So priorities from that game as, as a whole um, for me are going to be 1 Derek White, uh, 2 Hassan Whiteside, 3 Damian Lillard, 4 LaMarcus Aldridge as of right now. And then going over to the Clippers in Atlanta. The Clippers have the highest total on the slate as of right now, still waiting on Minnesota and Houston. I imagine that maybe changes, but a 120.5 total. 107.75. They're 12 and a half point favorites over Atlanta. There's a good chance Kawhi sits out with his quote unquote knee injury. Maybe it is an injury, but either way, I think he should just continue to sit down and rest all he wants. They don't need him for 12 and a half point favorites here with Paul George back. Paul George played 20 minutes and dropped like 50 fantasy points last time out. Absolutely unreal. From the Clippers side of the ball, everybody has really good matchups. Um, you're going to have Lou Williams probably continuing if Pat Beverly misses to start. And I think he's a fair price point. He had to play 37 minutes the last time out. They just have no depth. Like if, if Kawhi Leonard plays, there'll be more minutes for depth, but they have Rodney Magruder, Lou Williams, and Pat Beverly on this team to like handle the ball. And they definitely don't want Rodney Magruder handling the ball. So if Pat Bev misses, Lou Williams is a really good play. Manchester O'Hara's price points down. It's really hard to talk about this Clippers team without knowing the status of Kawhi Leonard because that's obviously huge. Now maybe you finally get Kawhi and Paul George playing together. And if that's the case, Paul George is still cheap at 7,900, but we saw him only play 20 minutes last time out. I don't think he's going to average two and a half points per minute uh, this time. So it's really hard to put a finger on it. I do think that if Kawhi misses, I, I prefer Lou Williams. I think Paul George is still fine at 7,900, but we know now that there is an actual minutes limit on him. I'd imagine it comes up maybe 24, 25 minutes in this game, maybe even 26. Um, he looked fine out there, more than fine. So hard to put a finger on it. If there's no Kawhi, I prioritize it as Lou Williams, Montrezl Harrell, and then Paul George. If Kawhi is in, it's really hard to like anything here, to be honest with you. At their current price points, Paul George seems attractive, but the minutes might be an issue. Atlanta side of the ball, the centers are the really tricky thing here. Damian Jones has been playing very well, but if you know Damian Jones and you follow the NBA at all and you understand that name, he gets in foul trouble every single game, like 15 minutes in. That's what happened last time. He got five fouls. He had a good game. The five fouls led the way to Alex Lynn to play 25 plus minutes, and he had a good game. So I think Damian Jones continues to start in what is one of the better matchups on the slate against the Clippers bigs. 
So give me Damian Jones, but if you're going to play Damian Jones, you just know there's probably like a 65% chance that this guy gets 70% chance, 7 out of 10 times, honestly, that this guy gets into foul trouble. And that seems high, but just go back and look at this guy's games. Like he twice this year, he has fouled out in less than 18 minutes of play. One time it was like 12 minutes of play, he fouled out. I'm not even kidding you. That is very hard to do, if not impossible for anybody else in the league, except for Damian Jones and maybe Thomas Bryant. Um, But yeah, so the centers here are the most appealing thing for Atlanta. Yes, you can continue to get to Trey Young. I'm not going to say anything bad about him. The Trey Young and Luka takes for me are pretty much that they're both great. They're both priced where they should be at this point. You could probably find better value. Like you currently have for more than $1,000 less Damian Lillard. I, I think I'd rather take that than Trey Young today. I'm um, just based on a product of the pricing of the slate. Jabari Parker, still no depth at their power forward spot. Um, with no Vince Carter in his 16 minutes per game. So I think you can still get to Jabari Parker, but I, I try and prioritize the centers from Atlanta today. It's just really hard to trust them. Um, getting to the early interest, there's a lot of them. So before we get to this, if you hit the subscribe button, five-star rate interview. Uh, somebody asked me, how do you find that on the audio version? There should just be a little box on iTunes, or I'm sure there's like three dots in the center of your phone or something um, that you can just drop down and it says write a review. So lots of names here. This is the most I've ever put on a video. So I really don't want to spend the entire time just going through every single one of them. So I'll I'll briefly highlight them for the people on the audio version, and then we can chat about them um, just in in passing here. So um, we have 25 names, which is usually like 18 to 20 on this. So James Harden at the top end is the priority today. I don't care if Giannis is low-owned. He is the priority today. He has a 41.2% usage rate with Clint Capella and Russell Westbrook pretty much in for every single game in the season, uh, 36.8 minutes per game. Harden's going to play about 38 minutes today and have about a 55% usage rate with no Westbrook and potentially and probably no Clint Capella. He should be um, honestly $13,500 in this situation. He is going to score a minimum of 60 points, so there's your value. And he's probably more times than not going to score 75 points in this situation. I'm going to project him for close to 70. Sounds crazy, but I imagine he's going to be projected somewhere around 70 when I run all my rates later today. You can get those projections down below. And then obviously he has the ceiling. If he continues to shoot 16 times a game from three and just shoots half decent from three, he's probably going to score 80 to 85 points, if not more. If you remember at all last year, and maybe you weren't playing NBA DFS last year, but again, with no Chris Bong and Capella last year, there was about a five... It was honestly like a three-week span where Harden went from being like ten five to $13,800, and he was only going to continue to go up if Capella and then Paul did not return, and every single night he at least scored 60, and he had a couple of 90-point burgers in there, almost touched 100 one game, had 80-point burgers pretty much as an average, so yeah, you're getting an underpriced James Harden if, if Capella's also going to miss with Westbrook. Carl Anthony Towns is $2,100 less than uh, James Harden today. He's an okay matchup against Houston, especially if Capella is going to miss. So it's really tough to try and get up to Towns if you're paying for Harden, but I think he's still in a fine spot. 17900 on fantasy draft. Paul George, I have in yellow. If you have no Kawhi Leonard, Paul George is more attractive. Um, but keep an eye on his minutes. He dropped 49.3 fantasy points, 49.25 in the last game in like 20 minutes of play. Just unreal. Jimmy Butler, 7600 and Bam Adebayo, 7500 You have Bam for $11,000 or $1,100 cheaper over on Fantasy Draft. That's where you should be playing a ton of Bam. Bam is just underpriced on Fantasy Draft today for his matchup. Best on the slate against New Orleans. The guy's averaging close to 39 fantasy points per game. And 18.8% usage rate is good for a big. And he's playing 32 minutes per game. So good spot to get Bam in, in the highest paced game on the slate. Um, I do like that. Or the second highest paced game on the slate. I do like that quite a bit. Eric Bledsoe at 7,300, I think is interesting. Still no Chris Middleton, of course. It's really tough to want to pay that price tag. I know he's been very good, right? He just came up a 49-point game, and I think he's fine, but tough to want to pay that price tag over guys like Bam Adebayo, over guys like Fred Van Vliet, who might play 10 more minutes than him today. Fred Van Vliet at 7,100 is interesting to me. I prefer Fred Van Vliet over Jabari Parker, who's also on this list at 7K. I think Brandon Ingram at 6,900 is a fantastic play today against Miami. Small forward eligible. Hopefully he starts at small forward for a better matchup. 29.5% usage rate is insane in 32 minutes per game. 
Montrezl O'Hara I have in yellow because I only have interest in him at the same price as Brandon Ingram, might I add, if indeed Kawhi Leonard is out, but I still think I prefer Brandon Ingram and Fred Van Vliet there, and maybe even Jabari Parker. LaMarcus Aldridge at 6600 He's only $12,000 on Fantasy Draft. The main reason I put him on here was I have a lot of interest in Aldridge on Fantasy Draft at just $12,000 on DraftKings. I think he's appropriately priced at 6600 he can still get to him, but I think there's better plays below and right above him in price. Hassan Whiteside, 6,300 against San Antonio. Tough matchup, but if the guy's going to play his average 28 minutes per game, I think you can get there and you feel good about it. Derek Favors is in yellow today. I think I like Derek Favors a lot more if Julio Okafor is out. If Okafor is in, you still probably get 28 minutes out of Favors, but your upside of the 32 minutes games are probably gone. He's still fairly priced at 6,200, just as brutal, brutal of a matchup as it gets um, against the Miami Bigs today. So, not a priority at all. TJ Warren, if Malcolm Brogdon ends up missing, becomes a, a very nice play and probably my favorite play at 5,700. Uh, small forward, power forward eligible, playing right around 33 minutes per game. A 21.5 usage rate would only spike probably to 25 plus percent. If indeed Brogdon misses, already Jerry, Jeremy Lamb and Miles Turner have been ruled out. RJ Barrett's 5,600. Too, too cheap for a guy. He hasn't been playing as huge, like 35, 36 minute games, but he's still going to get you 32 to 34 minutes. And it's just too cheap for that type of a player. We'll actually have to face in set pieces Terry Rozier, which is a little bit um, just interesting and tougher, but he's having a 24.9% usage rate, pretty much a virtual tie with Julius Randle as the highest on this team. Jeff Teague against Houston. Good spot for Jeff Teague. 5,100. The price point goes down after he had um, five minutes left in the game. He gets pulled and he still had 30 plus fantasy points, 33, 35, whatever it was last night. 10,300 on fantasy draft. Yeah, I like Teague across all platforms in the highest paced game. Surely going to help a point card like Teague. OG Ananobi and PJ Washington are both 4,800. I like both of them. I prefer Ananobi for a guy who's probably going to play eight more minutes more than PJ Washington, even though he's not at the four or the five and getting more usage and production from where he stands on the court, just because you have more easier block and rebound and double-double upside. Give me OG Ananobi, um, but I like both of those players. Derek White and Alex Leonard, both 4,500. 100 out of 100 times. Eh, that's a lot. Probably not 100, but majority of the time, I take Derek White here. He's going to start at point guard today. He's going to see if he stays out of foul trouble. 28 to 30 minutes with no DeJounte Murray out there. Patty Mills will be in play as a backup in a high-paced game. The second highest, third highest in the slate, actually against Portland today, who does struggle against point guards, and Derek White is shooting guard eligible, so you get another point guard in your lineup, just throw him into the shooting guard spot, and you have a higher upside lineup. Alex Len and Damian Jones, 4,500 for Alex Len on DraftKings, 8,700 on Fantasy Draft, and then Damian Jones, 4,100 on DraftKings, $8,000 on Fantasy Draft. Whoever starts, I'll have interest in more, so it's probably Damian Jones as he has been starting, but he just gets in so much foul trouble. But they have a really good matchup today against the Clippers. P.J. Tucker, 4400 Price goes down $100 since last night. Again, probably no Clint Capella, no Daniel House, no Eric Gordon, no Russell Westbrook. It's just a really good spot for Tucker, who might actually become the number two in this offense behind James Harden today. And he's already getting minutes at the five if Capella misses. More rebounding chances, potentially more shooting chances. I like P.J. Tucker a lot today. Taj Gibson at 4,300. We're going to delete him from the sample. <laughs> Just give me PJ Tucker at 4,400, honestly. Um, George Hill at 3,900. So a minutes bump with no Chris Middleton in the last game. He saw 29 minutes out of all those tertiary pieces and Pat Connington and Sterling Brown and Wesley Matthews. You actually saw George Hill be the one that break free a little bit. I do like him. And then lastly, $3,700 TJ McConnell, $7,200 on fantasy draft. He becomes one of the best plays on the slate if Brogdon is indeed ruled out. Again, Brogdon left last night with a back injury. He probably is not going to play tonight. And I imagine McConnell starts in his place in a tough matchup for sure against Eric Bledsoe in Milwaukee. But again, no Middleton, so it's a little bit easier for him. But tough matchup. You're getting a $3,700 point guard, though, in McConnell, who has played very well this year. Check his just overall numbers, not just his game boxes, but any number that matters. A 22% usage rate off the bench, seeing about 18 minutes per game. And again, he's playing in a very high-paced environment with a 110.75 team total. 
I'm expecting right now, I have him in yellow because I have obviously no interest if Brogdon starts. But if Brogdon's out, I would expect TJ McConnell to start in his place. And you're getting a $3,700 point guard who actually does have 35 plus point fantasy upside and more times than not at least get you there with 20 to 25 points. So that are the early, those are the early interests. 24 players. We'll get this back to the uh, injury dashboard for everybody here. I'll be posting the projections later today. I'll be live on Awesome's YouTube channel at 11 a.m. East Coast time talking about the NFL slate with Chris Randone, finishing that one up. I'll be live at 10 a.m. on Patreon, well, on YouTube, but only for patrons. If you want to sign up, the link is down below. All my exclusive content is linked up down below. Hit the subscribe button before you leave. Hope you enjoyed this. And then, yes, please do follow me over on Instagram linked up down below. It's Sal Vetri over there. Picture of me with hat and glasses on over there. Uh, you can check that out as well. I do drop little tidbits on posts and probably stories of, oh, hey, the cash game tiers are open for two hours for free and only the Instagram following will get it. Something like that, right? So check that out if you're interested. It's not going to be every single day. It's not going to be for every single piece of content. Um, there's a reason that people are patrons so that they get exclusive content, but I'll probably do it once or twice a week, open something up for the day, the night, an hour or two. And if you are an Instagram follower, you have a chance to see it and get in there. So thank you. I do appreciate your support. Have a great rest of your Saturday. Great rest of your weekend. My name's Sal. You already know that. Peace out, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe. Helps me out. Helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.